We are in this series called Reflections, which is based on 2 Corinthians 3.18, which talks about us reflecting the Lord and, and being a reflection of His love for us. So last week we talked about what do I do? That was the name of last week's sermon. It was called What Do I Do? And we talked about how to figure out what to do with your life and what to do until then. When you're still in high school and you have jobs and that kind of stuff, we, we talked about that. Luke 2.52 was our scripture reference. And, uh, and if you missed that or you want a reminder, you can, all these go on the website. I don't know if you all know that. You go to chosengenyouth.com or you can go to iTunes and search that. And we put all these on the website. I don't know if anybody ever listens to them, but they're there. You do when you, you miss, you listen to them? I appreciate that. I'm glad somebody does because I really don't know. So tonight, last week was called What Do I Do? This week, and I realized after I printed these out, this is really awkward, but the sermon is called Who Do I Do It With? And it's not a relationship. It's not a relationship sermon, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I realized that. I was like, oh, man, that was a terrible title. But, uh, and uh, it reminds me, when I was in college, I was in a Christian fraternity, and we went on this retreat. And we're out in the middle of the woods. We're in this little meadow, and we're camping and stuff. And, and uh, we had this specific event planned for later in the day, and I can't remember exactly what it was. But I remember we finished, whatever, game of football or something like that. And uh, one of our officers comes out and goes, all right, do we want to do it now and eat lunch later or eat lunch now and do it later? And we're all like, um, Brett, that was really weird. And uh, he's a youth pastor now as well. And, uh, he, um, and we still, every time I see him, we have, I ask him that. I'm like, are we doing it now or later? So I realized after I named this that that, that was kind of a mistake. But here's what I want you guys to, 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 to do. I want you to think about for a second who your best friend is. And I'm not talking about your Instagram BFF, hashtag BFF, okay? Because I know for some of you, that's like 20 people. You hashtag everybody with the hashtag BFF. And that's not what I'm talking about, okay? I want you to really think about the person, or maybe it's a few people, that you really share stuff with, that they know, you, they know the stuff that you really struggle with, and you know the stuff that they struggle with, and you can make fun of each other, and it's okay. Like, you know what I'm talking Like, you're truly, truly best friend. You guys probably know who mine are because I talk about them enough. Um, Brad is the first one. I've known Brad since the 10th grade, and uh, we met. I'll never forget. We were in youth group, and I can picture the room we were in, and he and his sister walked in on a Sunday night, I think, so we were doing, like, small group or something, and she had one of these little practice babies that you get like in the home ec class or whatever, you know, and they cry and you got to take care of them and stuff. And I tell you what, if you're trying to sneak into a group unnoticed, do not carry one of those in there. Because like she and her twin brother, Brad, Sarah and Brad, they're twins, and they came in and immediately we all knew who they were. She had this crying baby the whole night. It was terrible. So Brad and I, Brad's the same age as me. He's... Uh, I was born the 7th, he's the 20th, so however many days that is, 13 days younger than me, his birthday is in like three days, um, and so he and I have been really tight pretty much ever since. Uh, they walked in, we sang in fine arts together, we went to nationals together twice, we still have inside jokes from our trip to, to D.C., like I can look at him and go Lyman Grime, and we both just laugh, because it's an inside joke we came up with in the subway system of Washington, D.C., in August of 2002. So it's an 11-year-old joke, and it's still funny to both of us. Uh, what? What time what? Oh, I don't remember the exact time. I don't know. But I know that trip was in the August of 2002, and we came up with that joke. In fact, he and I are so tight, and when, well, what would happen when I was in college, I'd come home to visit, 
And he and I would grab a meal or whatever, you know, Moe's, which is kind of like a, Moe's is kind of like Freebirds or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of like a Freebirds type place. You go through the line, that kind of stuff. Chipotle kind of. Um, well, in Florida, they have Moe's. They don't have as many Chipotles and no Freebirds. So we go to Moe's and usually, or Steak and Shake, and usually we would just take turns paying. Whichever one of us paid last time, the next one would pay. It was like, whatever. But the problem was occasionally when two guys walk in and one pays for both, people assume you're a couple. And uh, we had one guy ask, like, do you guys want two straws or one? We're like, two, two separate drinks, two straws, not cool. Like, bro, come on. That, that, I can, that happened at, at Moe's one time. So me and him have been friends for, what's that? Yeah, I don't know why that was even a question, but, um, yeah. So we've been tight for a long time, whatever, since 10th grade. So 10 years or more, right around 10, year, 10 or 11 years now. The next one. It's Micah, right. You guys hear me talk about Micah a lot, okay? Micah is the obvious one. And uh, I, I, it's funny, I actually didn't like Micah at first. And I'll tell you why, because this girl that I had known since I was 12, she's a few years older than me, and uh, we had gone to church together. I was in middle school, she was in high school. I had a little crush on her. So then when I was in college, we were like MySpace friends, you know, like MySpace back in the day. It was cool. I know, I'm, a little, I'm old. She was, I don't remember if she was on my top friends or not. But, uh, and so she's like, she's like, hey, yeah, it was a big deal who was on your top eight. It was. It was, it was a huge deal. I know. So, so we, were, we were my best friends, whatever. And so she was like, hey, I'm coming up to Tallahassee for the football game this weekend. You should come tailgate with us. I'm like, sweet. That's cool, you know. So I show up to meet her, and she's like, hey, this is my boyfriend, Micah. And I'm like, jerk. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but I already don't like him because I had a crush on her for eight years or whatever, and, uh, and I didn't like him. So, and that was it. Like, we tailgated, whatever, we moved on. So then, like, two years or three years later, I'm looking for a church, and she's like, hey, come check out my church. I'm like, okay, sure. Of course I'm going to go check out her church. So I go to the small group with her, this young adult group with her, and I, uh, and I meet Micah. And I didn't make the connection at first, but at this point, they had broken up. So... She, you know, so, and I knew she was single at this point. I knew they'd broken up, but I still didn't know who he was, and I didn't make the connection. So start hanging out with him. Turns out he's, like, super awesome, and then we made the connection. I was like, oh, I met you. I didn't like you back then, and, you know, and he was like, hey, man, go for it, and she shot me down, and now they're married and about to have a kid in June or at the end of May. Yeah, they ended up getting back together and getting married, and, uh, yeah, and they were actually perfect for each other. Like, like anybody who hung out with them was like, why are these two not married already? Like, when they finally got engaged, the whole church was like, well, duh, like, come on. Yeah, so, because he was like 30 when they got married, and she was 28, so they waited a little while, you know. He's a few years older than me. So, uh, oh, I know, that's part of the reason I'm not stressed. But, but uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> so, and I think their babies do May 28th or something like that, their first is, so. Uh, so that worked out well. Like Mike is one of my best friends and he's a great combination because he's a few years older than me. So he's also like a mentor and having, and he's a pastor and you, you'll notice that's kind of a theme, but, uh, he's a, like my mentor and my best friend, which is cool. And we know we lived together for two years, so we know each other's worst habits. And I know that if he's sitting here and the trash can is there, he would leave his trash on the table and not put it in the trash. Like that's just how he rolls. And maybe he's gotten better since he got married. I don't know. But when we lived together, Wes knows. Wes lived with us. He would literally sit next to the trash can, eating something at the table, and leave it there instead of just pushing it off the edge. But, you know, he's, he's a totally different person than me. He's also super creative and can write songs, and I can't. So we each have our strengths. 
My other best friend is Micah's brother, Nathan. A few of you guys met Nathan uh, last January, about 16 months ago. He came out and played drums and helped me with some techie stuff. But, uh, and by the way, if you're coming to Nationals with us, you will meet Micah and Brad. Like, I'm making sure they will be there so you guys can hear Micah, who all the stories were about. And uh, Micah's brother, Nathan, moved to Tampa a little bit after I started going to that church. And come to find out, he and I think the same way. You see, Micah, super creative guy, super idea guy. Micah, or Nathan is like me in that, okay, how can we make that happen without getting somebody hurt? You know, like my favorite story that I always used to illustrate this, they had been out working and they had been digging up these fence posts, which are like six tall, they're, they're these big tall fence posts, and they had them in the back of this U-Haul trailer, one of these pull-behind trailers, and, uh, and they were sticking out the back. So they got them home, it wasn't that far, but Nathan was supposed to drive the whole thing to Texas from Tampa, Florida. He's supposed to drive them down to Corpus. So we're like, okay, we can't leave this thing open with these hanging out for, a tw- you know, drive from Florida to Texas. So we're like, okay, that means we've got to take them out, chop them up, throw them back in there. Like, man, that's going to be miserable. So Micah goes, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Why don't you just cut them inside the U-Haul? Like, that'll be easy, right? <laughs> Which, right, so you guys are giving me the look like this is a terrible idea because we all know that. And Nathan goes... If I take the safety off, I can do it. Takes the safety off, which is always a good start to a story. And, lit, and he does it. He cut it right inside the line. We had firewood. We shut the thing. He took it to Florida, uh, to Texas. It worked. And that's how I am. Like, Nathan and I are processed. We're how, how can that happen? How, can, how does this work type of guys? And so Nathan and I have a lot in common. We got along super great. Me and Wes and Mike and Nathan all lived together for about 18 years, and, or 18 months, and uh, we were talking about this the other day. I was talking about this with somebody, and uh, I was telling them, I was like, yeah, man, the four of us in like a 950-square-foot house, tiny little house, which is smaller than this room. Imagine four guys living in a room considerably smaller than this, maybe around, the, no, smaller than this, and one incy little bathroom. Like, but we never fought. Never in a year and a half did we have a fight. I've seen those guys. I've seen Nathan literally covered in crap. Um, we had a septic tank issue, and I've seen him with, co- with, with poop splattered about him. Uh, yeah, he has seen me in my most embarrassing time. Uh, I'll tell you guys, there's guys, especially you'll appreciate this. There's nothing more embarrassing than having to come into a room full of your friends of both genders and tell them that, that there's a, 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 a sharp pain in your most sensitive of nether regions. Like, and that happened. I had to tell these people, guys, I hurt. And it was, it was just a minor inflammation. It was no biggie. Got some meds. It was all good. It was, it was good. It was all good. It was all good. Micah's the one who drove. And, and that night, Micah drove me to the hospital. They run some tests on me. They, I literally, no, no, it's not, it doesn't get worse. That's the worst of it. That's the worst. Okay, that's the worst. Shh, shh, listen, I, 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 I get out of whatever. And, and so I'm on this gurney waiting for the test results. And they leave me in the hall. And I fell asleep, like, just on a gurney in the hallway of Brandon Regional Hospital. And I wake up, and there's Nathan. And Nathan wasn't with me when I got to the hospital. So I'm all like, when did you get here? And he's like, just a few minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, that all happened at like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, and we all had to lead worship the next morning. So we all, like, Michael was worship leader. I was playing guitar. Nathan was probably playing drums. So we all led worship on like two and a half hours of sleep the next morning. Good stories. Um, but, yeah, so those are my best friends. Like, again, I know their worst. They know my worst. Like, we have seen each other at our best and our worst. Um, well, Jesus had friends like that. We're talking about how we can be like Jesus. We're looking at certain aspects of Jesus' life that we can attempt to imitate. And, uh, and Jesus had friends like that. In Matthew chapter 26, Jesus, they've just had the Last Supper, and he and the disciples, Judas has gone to betray Jesus, and Jesus knows what's fixing to happen. 
Okay, he's about to get crucified. He's about to die the most painful kind of death. You can die. It's going to hurt a lot. And all his friends are going to desert him. He knows that. In fact, he already told Peter, you're going to deny me three times before morning. And Peter, like a good friend, was like, no, I won't. And, of course, we all know he did. But that's not the point of the story. After that, after they have that discussion, oh, hang on. There we go. Uh, they, they go to this garden, and they're going to pray. Now, how many of you guys have ever been at a point where you know you're like, man, the next couple months are going to suck? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like either you found out, some of you have gone through divorce in your family, so you know like when, when that announcement comes, it's going to be bad. Some of you have had injuries or sickness, or, and you know like, dude, the next few months are going to be miserable while I figure this out or while I get better. Or, you know, like, yeah, Canada or Montana knows. Or when Taylor fell and jacked up his back and arm, he knew the next couple months are not going to be fun for me. Like, he knew that, right? So that's where Jesus is at. He's like, man, these next, this next 24 hours is going to be terrible. This is Thursday night, and, uh, and so that's where we're at, Matthew 26, 38. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. You see, Jesus had a group of friends that he needs to support him. He's got the 12 disciples, but at this point, he's actually only talking to three. He's actually only talking to Peter, James, and John. Okay, those are his inner circle. You see, I talked about those three of my friends, Brad, Micah, and Nathan. Those are my three tightest friends. Now, I've got other friends. You know, uh, you've heard me talk about Christina a lot. Christina's great. She's one of my good friends, but she's not in that inner circle, right? Like, she, she's not quite there because, because our faiths don't line up, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but she's Catholic, and, and I'm not, so we got some issues, and so that's why she's not quite in that inner circle. There's a difference there, and I need believers to be able to support me. And so Jesus has this inner circle of three best friends that he says, guys, I need you to help me. I need you to help me through this. And so the main point of this, of, of this verse and, and the whole point of tonight is that you have got to have people around you to support you. Moses, in the Old Testament, they were fighting a battle and the Lord had told him, as long as your hands are in the air, you guys are going to win. It's over. Game over. As long as your hands are in the air. But anybody try to hold your hands up in the air for a long time? It hurts, right? And so he got tired. And so Aaron and I think Moses' sister came and held his hands up, and they won the battle. That's, you know, I mean, so he needed people to support him. So you've got to have friends. You've got to have people who will support you, people who you can call when you are having problems, people who you can call when you uh, need help, when you just want to get something off your chest, when you just want to goof off. Those are the kind of people you need. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. I know Harley and Tommy know this. We've had this discussion. Uh, it says this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how, keep, how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Do you want to tell everybody why you know that? Okay. All right. It's not that embarrassing. I mean, it's just kind of funny, but. So when you're standing there using the bathroom, you read it like it's highly, yeah. So uh, that's why they know that. The two of them know that scripture pretty well, but, or at least the last chunk of it. But you got to have people to support you, 
Okay, I was talking about training for a 5K, and I'm using this app. It's called Get Running Couch to 5K app. It's a cool little app. It tells me exactly how far to run. Like I run for a minute, and then I walk for 90 seconds or whatever. And I run for, you know, I do that back and forth. And, and you, some of you athletes are like, that's it? Yes, that's it. Don't laugh at me, okay? That's all this body can handle right now. I'm working on it. But, uh, but I love this app because there's this girl. I call her Paige. She's this British chick, and she talks to me while I'm running. She's like, no, it's great. She's like, you know, and like, and she's like, all right, start running now. And so I'll start running. And she'll be like, only 30 seconds left. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And then she'll be like, only 10 seconds till you can walk again. I'm like, all right, awesome. I can do the last 10 seconds. And then she goes, okay, walk. And she's she, like, you're laughing at me, but truly, like, like I like to know, like, okay, just 10 seconds left. That encourages me. It really does. Uh, and, and, yeah, I don't know why I named her Paige. But uh, she's called Paige. So, uh, yeah, her name is Paige. No, she doesn't. She doesn't, like, speak to me quite that way. But, uh no, I, I call her Paige, but um, she's just great. I love, and I love the British accent. I don't know why they always give them a British accent, but it's awesome. So, right. So we need people to support us, okay? I spent a whole series talking about Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another, okay? We need people around us to support us. Here, I need, um, I need Tommy and... and no, I don't want to use you because you just got hurt recently. Okay, I need you two to come up here. Harley, I need you to stand on a chair. Okay, we're going to do this thing real quick, okay? All right, so be careful here. Um, all right, so here's what I need you to do. Here, let, grab another chair here, put it right beside him. No, that's not the idea. That's not, no, that's not a trust fall, don't worry. It's not, it's not a trust fall. No, here's what I want you to do. I need you to try and pull him up here and you to try and pull him down. Okay? So just like, like grab each other like a handshake, okay? And you try and pull him up and you try and pull him down. Okay? Okay. The perfect, perfect illustration. Thank you, guys. You're good. You're going to have a seat. That was the whole point. So, okay, it, right. See, so you're, get, you're getting with me there. It's way easier to pull somebody down than to pull them up to your level, right? If you've ever, oh, what movie did I see recently where a guy was hanging off the edge and someone's trying to pull him up? The Lion King is a great example. That's not what I was talking about, but that's a great example, right? Like, or none of you guys have seen Maverick, but Maverick is another one. Dude's falling off the edge. They got to hold him up. Um, it's way easier to pull somebody down to your level than it is to pull somebody up to your level, which is why not only do we need friends, but we need godly friends. 1 Corinthians 15 says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. Paul says you should be embarrassed that you're letting non-Christians influence you. You should be ashamed if you're letting non-Christians influence you. Okay, in the Proverbs, we're reading Proverbs right now. This will be next uh, Wednesday, I think. Proverbs 22, don't hang out. This is the message. Don't hang out with angry people. Don't keep company with hotheads. Bad temper is contagious. Don't get infected. Okay, I like how the message reads. And then uh, Proverbs 16, 28, troublemakers start fights. Gossips break up friendships. How many of you guys have a friend that you currently go to school with that you used to be really tight with? Right, most of you guys, like... Right? It's really weird. 
right? And I love when you get when you have a class with them too. And like you get in a project group and you're like, oh, thanks. This is this is gonna be awesome. Or an ex. Okay, that wasn't such a big deal for me because I didn't have a boyfriend until I was in college. Or a girlfriend didn't have a girlfriend didn't have a girlfriend until I was in college. Didn't have a girlfriend until I was in college. Never had a boyfriend. That went, I apologize, that came out really wrong. I'm the one who edits the recording. I'll leave it on because I have no shame. But uh, I did not have a girlfriend until I was in college, so that one isn't as big a deal for me. But you had those friends. Like I had a friend in high school. We were really tight. And we hung out a lot. And then our senior year, he kind of went crazy. He had some serious anger issues. And so I kind of like, quit hanging out with him, quit talking to him, went away. Well, I got my band director job, and I came down, and I kid you not, I had been band director for like three days. I'm running band camp, and he walks into my band room acting like nothing, had, like everything was good. And at first, I didn't recognize him because he put on a bunch of weight. And I was like, uh, who are you? Oh, Mike. Hey, man. You know, you do that really awkward thing, right? Right here, gossips break up friendships. How many of you, those friendships broke up because of gossip? Either they were gossiping about you, somebody else was gossiping, Right? You know what I'm talking about. It doesn't even have to be those people. Or you were gossiping about them. Those of you who are being honest, I appreciate that. Okay? So we've got to have friends. We've got to have godly friends. The Bible encourages us not to hang out with those kind of people, but to be with other people who are of like faith. Now, is that to say you shouldn't have any non-Christian friends? Absolutely not. You can't minister to people without some kind of a relationship with them. You have to build a relationship. But you need to have more good influences in your life than bad, okay? You need to have those people who will help keep you accountable, who when they see you're starting to do stuff like those other people, they'll go, hey, bro, what the heck? Why are you being stupid? Like, what's the deal, you know? Uh, you need that. You need those people. There's nothing wrong with having friends that aren't Christians, but you need, you need Christian friends. That's why I'm always encouraging you guys to go to things like the youth rallies. To, you know, at camp, you guys all meet friends. Youth rallies like that, only they're local, so you might actually get to hang with them instead of meeting somebody from Rillo who you're going to see next year. So, you know, that's why I'm always encouraging you guys to go to these sectional things because you get to meet people who are around here. You know, me and Steve-O and Blake hang out. We talk on a fairly regular basis, and we can share the things that we're struggling with, the things that are frustrating in our ministries or whatever it may be, okay? We can share those with each other and lift each other up and encourage each other. So the challenge for tonight, you guys know I like to leave you with a challenge or a question for you to think about. The first off is what kind of friendships do you have? Do you have godly friendships? Do you have friendships with other people who love Jesus and who are, who are in relationship with him? Or do you have a lot more friendships who aren't with people who aren't, Christians who don't love Jesus the second question is this what kind of friend are you are you the hothead are you the angry one are you the gossip are you the the bad company as the as the as Proverbs said are you the one pulling people down to your level or are you the one who's up on the chair trying to pull people up that's great be the guy up on the chair okay try and pull some people up but make sure you got a lot of people up on the chair with you if there were two or three of us up on the chair trying to pull Tommy, we probably could have got him up. Just, just, go with the, just go with the illustration for me, would you? Okay. If me and Harley and Tyler were all trying to pull Tommy up somewhere, I bet we could do it. We're three pretty strong guys. Right? Well, the three of us probably could have got him. But one can't do it. So you've got to have friends that are pulling with you up 
And you got to make sure you're on the upside. Make sure you're not on the downside. Make sure you're not the one being the bad influence, the one corrupting those around you, the hothead, the angry one, so that you can be a good friend to those around you, just like Jesus had good friends around him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for tonight. God, I thank you for the word. I thank you for your example that even when you were a human, you put on flesh and you came down and you walked among us and you struggled with the same things that we struggled with. You were tempted just like we get tempted. And Lord, you showed us the example of having good believer friends around us to support us. Lord, I pray that we would follow that example, that we would find Christians who can support us, who will help us to grow closer to you, who will not cause us to fall away or to or our relationship with you to get shallow, but who will encourage us to go deeper in our faith. I pray that you would, uh, God, let us be good examples to, to, to those around us. I pray that each student in here would not be a hothead, would not be a gossip, would not, have, would not be showing anger issues, would not be the one encouraging their friends to, to do what's, what we all know is wrong. I pray that each student in here would, would be a good example to those around them. Lord, I pray that if we don't have the good kind of friends, that you would put some in our way, that you would put some in our, in our path that we can meet and we can begin friendships with and we can walk together through this life with. God, I pray that you would just uh, draw us into a deeper relationship with you and with each other so that we can, together we can help to reach people who need you, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.